Hey, Nikki. Hey, Selena. And hey, everyone, and welcome to Sweet Tea and TV. Hey, y'all. Season five? Mm-hmm. Episode two? Mm-hmm. Are you ready to hop in? I'm ready to hop in. This one is Papa Was a Rolling Stone. The Hulu episode description is the Sugar Baker Lady's scheme to locate Anthony's long-lost father as a surprise for his 30th birthday. Air date, September 24th, 1990. We're calling this one Anthony Meets His Dad. It's written by Cassandra Clark and Deborah Pearl. Selena's notes remind me that this pair wrote Odell back in season three and that they will write five more episodes this season. And it was directed by David Trainer. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for general reactions? So, finally, this is an Anthony episode and an actual Anthony episode. Mm-hmm. It was about his life, something pivotal. And he was actually in most of the episode, Mm -hmm. which is starkly different than, say, the graduation one that we just watched last season. Mm -hmm. So uh, we had had some conversation about how that felt almost like the episode where Suzanne shot Anthony. Yeah. You know, Uh Uh, so I really I really was happy to see that. Yeah. I think that uh, Anthony, when he had that flip switch reaction, when he learned that Henry was actually his dad. I think that was the, um, that was almost like the moment the whole episode came together. Like everything that had happened to that point and everything that would happen after that happened at that moment right there, Mm -hmm. which I thought was that section was also really beautifully played by Meshach Taylor. It was like super happy to super pissed and it was just all happening at the same time. I thought it was so realistic and so beautifully played. That is so funny. Because my second general reaction is that I thought Anthony's reaction to finding out Henry was his dad was pretty darn authentic. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was so Especially well done. Especially for a sitcom. Yeah. You know, because I think that's a hard tone to strike. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, just even thinking through, like, the, um, uh, the process of all of that and this kind of whiplash emotion you know, emotional roller coaster he must be on throughout mm-hmm. this. It was really well done. I am really curious. I would love to know more when LBT comes to talk to us. I would love to know more about how they make decisions about how these episodes air. And we've talked about that before, wanting to know that. But this specific episode makes me think that because would this potentially have been a better season five kickoff than the previous episode? 100%. And so what is the calculus that goes into that to say, let's start with that sort of like silly, weird episode first and then come into this one? I, you know, I think that probably changes with time. (laughs) Let's just say a lot of things that probably don't matter because I'm not an expert here. But like, obviously the, not obviously, but I believe that the network has a a lot of say and it sort of depends on the network and on the time period. So I think some of that may have like ebbed and flowed with is like time went on in TV and has gone on in TV. Uh-huh. I mean, one of the reasons that people started going to streamers was because they had more autonomy. Right. You know, so, um, and I think that she's, and we've talked about this, but like a long time ago that she really came out against the head of CBS mm-hmm. years later and during the me too movement. Yeah. Uh, really just for his, uh, and I'm sorry, like what I read in this article is like a strangulation of women mm-hmm. in the industry. Right. Like a sexism more so than like a grabby, grabby situation. 
Sorry. I just, I want to be very clear that <laughs> it's just regular old patriarchy and sexism. <laughs> Not to be confused with grabby grabby. No grabby grabbies. And I keep like making questions. I'm sorry. The other general reaction I was going to bring up, uh, because this sort of stuff is hard for me not to think about once I've thought about it, Anthony's birthday. Because we had an Anthony's birthday in season three. That's right. Um, And so in this episode, in a cut line, he says that birthday was last year, even though for us it was two seasons ago. That's right. And according to Designing Women Online, we celebrated it in January last, last year, last time, but this year it's in September. I genuinely think this is solely based on air dates. Uh, because I just think they, they put it where the timing fits best for them. Like you said, they really don't care about mm-hmm. what happened previously. I think they just put it where it serves them best. Yeah. I think that's a that's true. pretty big inconsistency. Yes. <laughs> I also wonder, like, we've talked before about, and I didn't know this until I listened to the office um, ladies and um, – they, them talking about the show Bible. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing that like guides and keeps up with all of these things. And I just wonder if those became stronger over time, you know. Or if they really didn't care. Or, or didn't, yeah. They had no reason care. to care yeah. because you don't see time the same way. Well, it's interesting if you think about it. Because like even like the Gilmore Girls, you know, she pitched that show on the fly. Like, so she, like. You know, they don't, you don't necessarily just because you create a show, it might become your baby, but it, in the beginning, it's just a nugget of an idea. Right? Yeah. It's not, I don't know that everyone comes into a show. I know they don't come into a show and they have like everything fully fleshed out for exactly the end of it, unless you're going on some source material. And there's mm-hmm. nothing here. Right. She basically was like, I like these four women. Mm-hmm. I want to see them together in a show. I want to see them in the workplace. That's it. See, now what I'm wondering, though, is do I celebrate Anthony in January or September? Oh, now you don't know. Well, when we're talking about horoscopes, that's really important. It is important, and yeah. I just don't know. I do feel like a birthday is a really important one to get right because birthdays matter to birthdays you because matter. you're a Leo. They matter. Yeah. Um, the last general reaction I had probably fits better with the first one I shared, but I really appreciated when Anthony pointed out to Charlene that the word daddy doesn't have the same meaning to him that it has to her. And I appreciated that because I'm getting the sense either this season or maybe just forever that people don't, people on this show aren't quite seeing the history of other people or are only seeing through their lens. And people throughout time generally aren't realizing that like your reality is not my reality and vice versa. So just because you can't imagine being separated from your daddy doesn't mean I can't because it doesn't have the same meaning to me that it does to you. Or even just the word. Or even just daddy. the word, right? Yeah, daddy, God. <laughs> big daddy. That's why it's tough. <laughs> you don't know this, but Blanche called her father Big Daddy on Golden Girls, which I feel like, judging from the twitch in your eye, is not something you could appreciate. Big daddy. I'm more of like a father, <laughs> father, father in a handshake. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my southern one, <laughs> Papa. Papa, please. I thought you were going to say, Papa, can you hear me? (laughs) Anyway, I thought that was uh, thinking about moments that sort of encapsulated the entire episode or made the episode sort of make sense. I thought that was really nice. That's my last general. Well, I think my last general is a little bit of a stray, but go for it. 
I know it all worked out because it's a TV show, but for the record, okay, if we're just talking purely record, I think Suzanne was right. We should have just gotten Anthony, Anthony a VCR. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what he wanted. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. And all I could think about with Charlene is, God love her, but she's like the type of person who buys something off the registry because it's more special. Yeah. She's like, I know you wanted a new blender, but... I made you this mailbox cozy shaped like a whale. Yeah. We just had this conversation off air about a recent birthday I celebrated with a family member and how like someone tried to give them something nice, but it wasn't quite what they wanted. And sometimes just giving them what they want is probably the best. Can you give us names of everyone? Yes. Um, and social security <laughs> numbers. Will that work? That would be, well, only if you're going to go ahead and link the bank account because it's just too hard to do the work myself. I'm a lazy criminal. You know? I am such gifts are my love language gifts and active serve acts of service. Uh, I just love giving gifts and I love to give thoughtful gifts. Gifts. Uh, and so sometimes I will go off script and I'll get something cause I feel like I know better for you. And that let's just say has gone both ways. Yes. Yes. I do think sometimes you just need a mailbox cozy shaped like a whale. If it is the right recipient, it's the right recipient. Absolutely. Is that what I'm getting? A whale? I made it. Cozy koozie? I made it. Ah. The, um, I'm going to switch to strays really yeah. quick to say the father-son banquet at Quint's school, which is what Mary Jo was talking about sort of early in the episode. Um, she said it's being it's mostly attended by divorced moms. Yes. Okay. I don't know if this is actually the right word. I thought about this this morning, but go with me. It's kind of a nice foil to Anthony's story or like a nice counterpart to Anthony's story so like he's lived his whole life without his dad this whole episode about him meeting his dad mm -hmm. and meanwhile Mary Jo is living in this reality of kind of an absentee dad for her children mm -hmm. and it was just sort of a nice hand-in-hand -hand moment or something some mm -hmm. sort of nice nod to Mary Jo's journey and Anthony's journey but being on separate sides of the coin or something right the child versus the parent yeah okay. I just thought that was interesting yeah that's a good outlook on that so my strays is that uh, I, and you mentioned this cut line, but there was some cut lines that I think should have been kept in because it would have added to the show, mm -hmm. uh, including the bad birthday experiences. Cause that mm -hmm. kind of showed some of the foreboding maybe that he had around or like, maybe like, Oh no, maybe surprises aren't the best idea for this guy. Mm -hmm. I also think, they cut a line where Anthony's talking about things that he had in common with his dad. And I thought that was kind of nice. I do think that's really interesting when family members wind up having things in common and maybe they didn't even know each other that well. Yeah. And then uh, the ladies like took some responsibilities for good intentions gone wrong. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was better than like, especially uh, even more so with you saying what you did is like sometimes like, Within the show, we're seeing these spots where maybe they're only seeing their own lens and not mm -hmm. someone else's. So I think that would have helped a little bit. And it's seeming, I don't know, just like maybe they were trying to think outside of themselves. Mm -hmm. I have to say, though, there was one line that really confused me. Oh, tell me more. Okay, so it's between Anthony and his dad at the train station at the very end. Mm -hmm. uh, he says, there's one thing I want to get straight you say I never bothered to come see you before, but I have seen you. I saw your little scrawny newborn butt in the hospital. I came every day for a week. And Anthony says, were you wearing a brown hat? Oh. 
I thought that was a joke. Oh, okay. Like I was a newborn. How would I know that? Okay. I was like, how did they miss that? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it would have made more sense. Um, so I think maybe a couple of things could be happening. I could be dumb. It wouldn't be the first time. Or maybe that one just blew by me as a joke. But I think it would have been better if he had been like eight, broken his arm, yeah. and his dad had been there, and then he had actually seen him. Now, uh, that's just me. But, like, I also think, like, if you have jokes that are going over people's heads, they may have needed a little bit more smoothing first. So, maybe. Yeah. I I would have to watch it again. I think when I heard that, I was imagining Anthony being like, yeah, like, that means anything to me. I was a newborn. Like, I appreciate you being there, but I knew nothing about you, and that's probably not the time you should show up. You should be at my birthday party when I'm eight and just sort of watching over me at the park. Yeah, it might have been a very subtle sarcastic delivery that I missed. It, it might have been none Sheldon. of these things. <laughs> yeah. Are we even here? Maybe Anthony really does have a newborn memory. <laughs> He's very happen. sharp. Did you have other strays? I don't. Um, well, you want to talk about things we liked? I have a sidebar, Selena. Um, I have a sidebar on worst birthday surprises. You I wanted sure to do. see if that would be okay. But first I want to ask you a question. Uh-huh. Is this the first season where we've had people laughing when the cast enter and clapping and like cheering for them when the cast enter the stage? Or am I oh. imagining that? I I didn't I don't even think I noticed that, that happened. When Bernice and Anthony came on set, uh-huh. there was an like uh, what's the word? An extended applause, a lot of like hooting and cheering because yeah. those are two really popular characters. I genuinely don't remember hearing that before in previous seasons. Maybe for Bernice. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. it's not that common though. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. That makes me feel better because I heard it and I was like, I don't know if this is a thing. And you know, the easy way to do that would have just been to go back to previous seasons, but. It kind of also depends on what's happening as they come in, you know? Right, yeah. So, like, if something comes in and something's obviously very off, I'm thinking yeah. back to, remember in season one when yes. Suzanne... Were you wearing a brown hat? ...burns down the design house? That's good. Yes. Be. Yeah, she comes in and she's, like, wrapped in a sheet and she's all disheveled and has, like, yes, yes. in her hair. I they think were probably cheering then. That kind of thing happens, yeah, okay. it's like an automatic, like, what? Or someone who's not there a lot. Like, even Bernice is still uncommonly there compared to the rest of the cast. Okay. Okay. I can go with that. So you want to sidebar? Do you want me to answer a couple more times? Yes, please. I would love to sidebar. Okay. It's a sidebar. Nikki. Sidebar. She's got a keyboard looking for a reward by digging deep in the obscure. Taking us on a detour. What you got? Nikki. It's Nikki. Sidebar. Every time, man. Every time. Have it's you the underwater effect? Like. <laughs> Me and my closet. <laughs> I love it so much. Have you ever had a horrible birthday present or like a terrible birthday surprise? Sure. Yeah. Would you feel comfortable telling us about any of them? You want a second to collect your my thoughts? My mom loved surprise birthday parties for me. And oh. she she just likes surprises. Like that's in her wheelhouse. I, on the other hand, would like a written out list of everything that's going to happen. And this is what <laughs> She loves call... surprise spontaneity as long as there's a game plan before it happens. Yeah. This is, I like, my kind of surprise is like, oh, you brought me a coffee. Yeah. What a great surprise. Right. <laughs> Maybe I told you to bring me one. You picked pink wrapping paper instead of purple, which was the other choice I gave you. You crazy gal. <laughs> so 
Like for me, like, but my mom, it makes sense. My mom's a spontaneous lady. I am a thick in the mud, you know, it makes sense. And so there's been a couple of times where I've gotten embarrassed because my mom threw me a surprise party and I was doing something stupid at the Mm. point of surprise. Uh One is just like, I think maybe I was nine or something and my mom threw me a surprise party and suddenly, like, one of my cousins came downstairs, and I had just been watching TV all day. I don't even think I'd showered. I was just, like, laying around being a slob. Uh-oh. You know, probably covered in nutter butters or something. Lucky. As I'm known to do. <laughs> and, like, really not looking great. And my cousin came downstairs. She's like, what are you doing? Your birthday party's right now. And I was like, huh? And so it was, and, like, I was disgusting and oh, had to go no. out there. And mom didn't think. God bless your heart, Mom. She didn't think to be like, hey, you know, like make up an excuse for something. Like, we're going to go out to the store, so why don't you shower today, you slob? Or something, you know. Yeah. And so that one, and I mean, this is not horrible. It's just something that sticks out in my head. And then when I was 15, or I turned 15, um, she got all my friends together to throw me a surprise birthday party. Let me be very clear. When you're 15, you want nothing to do with anyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. I didn't. Mm-hmm. And so, and like, you know, everything is the height of embarrassment. And she had lured me back somewhere. She actually worked for a catering company at the time. And the person who owned the company, it was like in an old house. And she talked that, uh, the owner into letting her borrow the house oh. and all the grounds around it for the birthday party. Yeah. And so they had thrown me a giant luau, but I thought we were going, like the decoy was that I have plans with my friends that night to go do something completely different. Oh. And my mom told me to swing by cause she needed me to pick something up or Uh-oh. something like that. And then I got there and I was like, mom. And I was like giving her a bunch of attitude. And I was like, oh, I'm trying to get to where I'm going. And you you got me to And then all of a sudden, all of my friends burst out of the side room. Oh, and yell surprise. Yeah. And I'm like being a total butthead. Oh, no. So, and this is a whole surprise thing. It's like, it's low self-esteem. What if all the people that you actually wanted there aren't there? Right. Like, you know, what does that say about me? Right. You know, they hate me. Like that kind of thing. Well, of course. Yes. Obviously, surprises just give me the. <laughs> I was not expecting you to have that many I'm like, examples. When I what? No. I have had one surprise birthday in my entire life, and it was lovely. Yeah. Kyle did it. I think it was when I turned 30, and he got a group of our friends together at a restaurant. Thanks, Kyle. I think that's the extent of my surprises. Anyway, so what I wanted to do with this sidebar is think about sort of like terrible birthday surprises. I had to expand it a little bit mm-hmm. to probably more gifty than actually surprises. Like you had so many examples of surprise birthdays, <laughs> which is just like, wow, that's was so nice of your two. mom. To do is like one more than I had and mine was as an adult. That's just really nice of your mom. Hey, misguided. Let me be very clear. You've been clear. I love my mom. You've been clear. Yeah, I I love you, mom. (laughs) If you ever get to this episode, you'll get to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) So I realized when I was doing my Google searching, there are like tiers, tiers or levels, T I E R S, tiers or levels to janky birthday gifts and surprises. Okay, like they're just kind of crappy gifts, like people not really being thoughtful. Exactly. I mean, unless they're like fuzzy socks that I really enjoy getting. 
Right. So like, um, be like socks they picked up at Big Lots on the way out because it was right there or something. That's really not thoughtful. They just picked it up on the way out of a store or something. Or like weird stuff. Like there was one person gave the example of like their grandmother gave them tea towels when they were 17. And that was literally it. It was wrapping a tea towel now because <laughs> 38 versus 17. It's a hot age, y'all. Uh, and then there are, of course, bad experiences altogether. So I found a BuzzFeed article that offered 19 stories of times people got really, really crappy birthday gifts. So things like a 12 year old gets a box of maxi pads at a birthday party in front of their friends. An adult did that to them? Mm-hmm. That seems cruel. Mm-hmm. Was it a joke? No, I don't think so. Okay. Or a kid turns 21 and gets 21 packets of ramen individually wrapped, which his grandmother insists he open one by one. Oh, that's very strange. I think that one was actually one-upped by the kid whose grandma gave him 100 individually wrapped pennies and then waited while they opened every single one. that these grandmothers needed to go to the doctor? (laughs) (laughs) They berniced it. I don't know. I mean, like, it doesn't, it doesn't sound well, because that means you have to wrap 100 pennies. They, this story, the person said she actually literally sat there and would not let the party go on until they opened every single one of them, and that was all she got them for their birthday, a dollar. Grandma needs to be careful, because <laughs> Grandma might get put in a home. <laughs> there was also a seven-year-old who got Tupperware. A perfect gift for any seven-year-old. So just not great gifts. Right. There are more on the list. I'm going to link that in the show note, show notes. But I also found a Reddit where um, I, I feel like some of these birthday experiences were like more, more extra. They were they were okay. beyond. Uh, so the first one was this kid's parents uh, were throwing them a birthday party. This had to have been in the 90s. Okay. Um, they took him to a McDonald's. Apparently this was a two-store, two-story McDonald's. And downstairs was a party room where you could have birthday parties and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so for their fifth birthday, their parents rented this place because they were expecting a new baby any minute now. And so they sort of felt guilty for this kid for his fifth birthday. So they sort of went all out. They had, um, you know, the McDonald's bash. It was all McDonald's. They also made it Power Rangers theme. Um, and keep in mind, this was the basement of McDonald's. So, um, the mom had Howard hired the power Rangers to come. The kid was thrilled. He's like fluttering around the power Rangers while his parents are getting things set up. Um, but at some point the snow plow, which is cleaning the streets above deposited a snow heap right in front of the only entrance or exit to the basement. Um, so they got trapped. So at this point they were trapped for the full four hour party What I'm unclear on is, like, why none of the guests came. Because wouldn't they come and be like, where's the place? And then they'd all realize they're snowed in. I don't know the circumstances. They got trapped for four hours. It was just mom, dad, and the Power Rangers. At the (laughs) – the Power Rangers only got paid for two hours. At the two-hour mark, they removed their costumes. And he found out that they weren't even right. Like, they hadn't matched up the races of the – or the ethnicities of the Power Rangers to their actual ethnicities in the show. Because they're – in costume because yeah. they're in costume so um he found that out and then didn't have any of his friends showed up so 
So he was devastated because he was snowed in a basement with just his mom, dad, and some knockoff Power Rangers. Oh, no. Isn't that terrible? That is not the best. It's like one of those things where it's like, it's not, it's certainly not the worst on the list, but it's also like he was five. I think that stays with you. I think so. Okay. So the other example I wanted to share with you was this guy's 21st birthday. So he's sitting at a bar on his 21st birthday with his phone and uh, he gets a new email on his phone. So it's the results of a DNA test. Um, and the DNA, DNA test shows him he's a 99.99% match with someone else, his son. So uh, he had had a child with a woman that he was no longer seeing. So he had this DNA test done to prove that he was the father. So on his 21st birthday, sitting in a bar, when he gets this amazing news that he has a son, he calls the woman to tell her the news. And she shuts him down hard. She told him she didn't like him. She didn't like his job. She thought he'd make a terrible father. And then she hung up on him on his 21st birthday. And uh, he was advised that he could take her to court and try to win some par- like partial custody of his child or something, but that she would win because he was actually, it seemed like maybe an American living in Thailand or something. And because she was a native, she was more likely to be awarded custody. It would just cost him a ton of money. Oh. So after that, um, he had followed her on social media up to that point. After he made that phone call, um, she hung up on him, blocked him on social media, and now he can't see pictures of his child anymore. Oh, well, that's – he's just really ratcheted up the – I told you some of <laughs> So those were some of the worst birthday stories and birthday gifts that I could dig up for you. Yeah. There I, weren't any fun, like, crazy surprise parties gone – Ari, like yours, <laughs> awry. Look here, Mohel. <laughs> some of those were just really sad. There were more. I'm not even pulling out some of the really sad ones, like yeah. grandparents dying and stuff. Oh, several. Oh, I bet you that's more common than you think. Several grandparents dying or hey. their funerals being held on their birthday. Yeah. It was. It got really dark. So I didn't go there, but I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Okay, great. Wants to. Anybody wants to just really get dark. I have questions like then why was the guy the guy just like randomly ran a dna test and then how did he get the son's dna yeah when the girlfriend's like you're stupid i hate you and i want nothing to do the sense that i got the sense i got and there wasn't a ton of context in the comment in the like sort of comment but uh the sense i got was that uh she had never been like that to him until that moment that he had had a little bit more flexibility in, like, being around the kid. Mm-hmm. And then when she found out, like, for real, for real, it was his, I think she locked down and went mama bear and was just like, no, I'm going to protect this kid from you at all costs. Ugh. Well. So you, you don't like that, right? You don't like that at all. What about things we do like about this episode of Designing I, I, Okay, I see where you're going. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't like it. Jeez. <laughs> Why are you badgering me? Because I'm about to break the news to you that I have your child, and I don't want you to see them. That's fine. <laughs> I was just trying to get you to go with my transition. I, I, I get it now. Like, I don't like it. Uh, what'd you like, Selena? I like <laughs> Bernice's B-plot in Surging Hormones. Oh, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Suzanne saying, not only is she nuts, she's horny. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was so close to trying to name the episode that, but it just didn't really make any sense. But I really wanted to. That plot point was only bested by her surprise gift for Anthony, the bodybuilder. So funny, like, and random. I'm not sure why, like, why they didn't get, like, a, a dancer. <laughs> it's just, 
I guess they did it for the laughs, but it's almost like, is this a thing? <laughs> like somebody just comes and flexes in front of you? Probably. Probably is a thing. And that probably also was the G-rated per, uh, version of the dancer. Oh, the part maybe. they could put on TV yeah. would be my guess. That's a good That's a good take. I don't know. Because I was just like, how strange. <laughs> I think what you're saying kind of aligns with my first like, which is that I think um, in previous seasons, we've occasionally hit a point in an episode where we're like, man, every character is just on fire in this one. Like all the script writing is really funny. All of the plot lines are funny and they're all delivering really well. This episode felt like that um, to me. Mm -hmm. I feel like we got a lot of really good stuff about a lot of the characters Mm -hmm. all the way up to Bernice. Her, like you said, her story was so funny and she delivered so well. Um, And I think it all just fit in this episode really well. Yeah, I think for me, one thing I I can't uh, not share at some point in this episode recap is Meshack Taylor and Gene Smart's really strong performances at the top of the third act before they go to find his dad. It's my second like. You're right. uh, That's like the best part. Yeah. (laughs) So they hit the dramatic and comedic notes pretty well. And I really actually love that it was Charlene that went with him to the train station. And she, you know, she stayed a support to the scene rather than driving the action. And so many times, if it's like Julia, it feels like the writer will just turn it over to Julia sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I love that, like, she really just hung in the back. And you got to see her face while she was watching this all unfold. And it was so beautiful and lovely. And she just wanted the best thing to come out of this. Right. She wanted Anthony to have the dad that she had. Yeah. And have that experience. Right. Well, it's very sweet. And when she's like, let's go get him. I loved that. Yeah. I, I said it was, I loved that they riled each other up. Because I just loved how it built, 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 built to the point where you're like, they're about to walk out of this building separate. Like, they are not friends anymore. And then he says, so should we go get him? And she's like, yes. Or vice versa. Yeah. Should we go, yes. It was really, really well done. Yeah. It was amazing. And you need, like, the good writing and the good performance. And I think that speaks to your compliment of this one. I only have one more. Um, you got anything else? I have one more too. Okay, good. It's in that same vein of just this episode being really well-rounded. Like we got funny, serious, and silly all in one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked before about how challenging that is to do in such a short period of time. And I just really liked that that we got all of that. And I felt like the pacing was good with one exception, which I'll get to in my didn't like. Okay. I think it's really sweet that charlie got anthony the louisville slugger that he mentioned in that one point as like if you know and i had all these dreams of you know it started to sound like richie rich oh yeah but not macaulay culkin's biggest paycheck right (laughs) may i say may i so boldly suggest that the better present may have been a vcr (laughs) just give me the darn vcr get anthony VCR. <laughs> what I was trying to remember, uh, and I don't think I ever ended up jotting this down, but I had a moment where I was like, is that what he was asking for last time too? Mm. Did he just want a VCR last time? But I think I found out no. I think I found out last time it could have been a TV he wanted. Maybe. I know they got him a camera. Yeah. Oh, so they stole him. Shoot, I should have written it down because I had a moment where I was like, do they one get his birthday like off track in the story but then also get him having the same asking for the same gift again (laughs) like just every birthday with anthony is going to be needing a vcr right 
Somebody get it for the man. Just get him a VCR. That's right. Well, I didn't have any dislikes, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'll let you take this one. So I think the only one I had is, I said the pacing was good, with the exception that I still wonder, and maybe I just want, maybe I'm aiming in this show for one plot line that goes all, one serious or like one high stakes plot line that goes all the way through the season, or at least an arc of some sort, instead of just a quick, fast, and in a hurry solution. I wonder if we just let this Charlie Anthony thing breathe for a couple episodes. Like, Anthony establishes a relationship with this guy who is his dad's friend and um, realizes they're more alike than he ever thought. And he starts to wonder. You know, like, I just wonder if it could have been more interesting. Well, they even set it up for him to stay on his couch. And we previewed the season. And I can tell you, we don't hear about Charlie again. Right. Right. And Not I, even a mention. I just think it's so odd and maybe a um, you've said a couple of times that like you don't think they use Mary Jo enough. I wonder if this is an example of where they're not using Anthony's character or Meshach Taylor enough because we've heard a lot about how influential his grandmother was. We've heard that he didn't have a father. This is a crucial part of his life and we just are going to get the one episode and we're going to be done with it and that's that's all it is. We've heard about him being a big brother to kids so that they don't end up in the situation he's in. Sort of a father figure, you know, the big brother episode, things like that. This is a big part of his life. This is a huge piece of his, like, constitution. And we're just going to get the one episode and move on. Mm-hmm. It's just weird to me. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah, I agree. So I feel like we could have, um, this one caught me off guard because we've spent so much time talking about how he doesn't have a dad. I wasn't expecting him to have a dad right now. And then he's gone. And we're not going to talk about it again. Just left out of left field and then also short shrifted. So it's kind of, it's like that kind of dislike where it's like, I'm not asking them to change the show for me, but I'm just saying I could see where we could see this going differently. Yeah. So. Yep. I get that. How about ratings? Uh, My scale is extra special, extra crappy birthday presents. (laughs) Beautiful. So I gave this one a four out of a five. Um, Like I said, I really liked the heart of this one. I really liked that Anthony slash Meshach Taylor got an entire episode to himself. The performance was incredible. It was the full range of performance in this one episode. I just would have liked the storyline to get to breathe a little bit and to to live with that for a minute. Yeah. Um, I also gave it a four out of five. But I gave it four out of five unattainable VCRs. It's oh, he's never getting the VCR. He's never getting it. So I'm scoring it this high for two reasons. I mean, I know I didn't have any dislikes, and that's normally an automatic five. I, I just think it's a little early in the season to rate anything that high. Mm-hmm. I really hope I don't regret my decision down the line, but this is a made-up system, so it's probably going to be okay. But one of the things I really... Uh, liked and wanted to score it this high for is the fact that I think it's one of the more important plot lines we've gotten that's not tied to some kind of current event or social issue. Not that I dislike those. I've loved many of them, but I think that makes this one feel fresh. Like Mm -hmm. it was emotionally potent and important. And that felt a little different to me. Yeah. Uh, And then again, I also wanted to say that in addition to Meshach Taylor and Gene Smart, Bill Cobbs, who plays Charlie, also was giving a really great performance. Yeah, that's true. So what about 90s things? 
Um, VCR. <laughs> what Anthony what will never get. What if I didn't have a VCR on this list? <laughs> Please tell me you have VCR on this list. I do, but it says Anthony's VCR. Oh. <laughs> Anthony's lack of VCR. Oh, poor guy. What else do you have? That's all I have on 90s things. I have looking at a physical catalog and sending in the order. That's all in the cold open. Kmart and then Charlene's outfit at the beginning must be the epitome of 90s fashion. And I have that in my phone. I did oh, have good. it pulled up earlier. And, of course, I closed it. Um, well, I did. And, and now I'm not sure where I put it. But I can tell you that it was it was like those neon colors that were so popular in the 90s. I can't believe I misplaced this thing again. Anyways, I'll find it. It was quite 90s. I'm not going to hold this up for that. She has a string of 90s outfits this season. I'm telling you, it is really something. Um, and that's all I had on 90s things. Okay, so Southern things. I had the Kmart. Um, Julia said this way back at the beginning of the episode. I had no idea they were so solicitous down at the Kmart. I personally believe adding the before things and adding an S at the end is just a huge Southernism. So we don't call something Kroger. Mm -hmm. We call it the Krogers. Mm -hmm. We don't call something Kmart. We call it the Kmart. Yeah, yeah. Although I don't put an S on the end of Kroger. No, and I don't either. Yes, it is a very Southern thing. Um, And actually, the first Kmart was in Michigan. I looked it up. Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, I had... New Orleans, because that's where Anthony's dad came from. And then the Louisville Slugger is it's the official bat in MLB, and they're manufactured in, M- you guessed it, LB. What does that mean? Major League Baseball? I'm just testing you. Okay. I don't know if you know it. <laughs> that's a good test. <laughs> to be honest, that's a good test. Um, I was like, uh. <laughs> she panicked. <laughs> but there's also a Louisville Slugger Museum and Factory in Louisville as well. References we need to talk about. Morley Safer. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't write down when they mentioned this. Do you remember? It's fine to say. I don't. They mentioned Morley Safer at some point. Uh, so that's a name I know, but I felt like I owed it a good old Googs just to see what's going on there. So he was a Canadian-American broadcast journalist. He worked for 60 years. He lived from November 8, 1931 to May 19, 2016. Uh, as Bernice indicated, he is most well-known for working on 60 Minutes. He joined the cast in 1970 after its second year on the air and literally like retired, I think, a few months before he died. Yeah, he's really fascinating. I feel, I'm like a journalism, I have a journalism degree, and I don't think I know who this person was. So, that's on me. Um, I know the name, but, like, I don't watch 60 Minutes. Yeah, like, so. I've ne- I never have. Yeah. So, that's never been my thing. Um, and, Boring. yeah. I've just never been into that long-form news program I, it's just not. You know me. what I like? A really misleading headline that I can just read, internalize, and move on. Well, I like to share it too. Yes. yes. Put it on Facebook. <laughs> yes. With all the grandparents. For all to see. Yeah. So I added his New York Times obit to our blog post and show notes. Okay. Only because 
a really, really fascinating life, and um, it's it's worth a read. But I don't think it's it's not extra sugar today. Okay? It's true, it's not. But very interesting. And then my last reference is Bill Cobb's, um, who plays Anthony's dad again. He's got a filmography that probably goes on for a mile, but. I know him best as Whitney Houston's manager in The Bodyguard, mm. the movie I probably saw 72 times as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I j- there's just something about him that like he's like a, a very kind energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I like him a lot. I had one more thing that I looked up, which nope. was the phrase, <laughs> bought the farm. I'm just going to barrel through him. Bought the farm. <laughs> um, Mary Jo described Anthony's father this way. She was trying to say, gently say... Maybe he died. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up because bought the farm seems like a southern term. No? I could see that. I could see that, but I could also see it not being that. I don't think it is. It's okay. a 1950s, probably an Air Force term. Um, well, I definitely didn't expect that. Because that's how they like to imagine the pilot after a crash and dying. AKA, he bought the farm. He went to the farm in the sky. Or... Uh, if so that's a nice way of looking at it or possibly he destroyed the farm so that means he bought it it's his now oh interesting mm-hmm. so i don't think it's southern i think it's world war ii era though huh so, okay you're welcome for that random today i love you know i love random love the random well speaking of the random are you ready to move uh into the next episode which is I very am. not random <laughs> it's so random <laughs> next episode season five episode three working mother We'd love everyone to follow along with us and engage. Instagram and Facebook at Sweet Tea and TV. TikTok at Sweet Tea TV Pod. Our YouTube account is at Sweet Tea TV 7371. Our email address is Sweet Tea TV Pod at gmail.com. And our website is www.sweetteatv.com. Did you appreciate the full eye contact I made with you through that? I did. It was very nice. Thank you. Why are you covering your eyes now? I was wondering if I could cover my eyes and say I'm back. And I think oh. the answer is no. <laughs> Get the YouTube channel right. <laughs> 7371. There you go. <laughs> but like also, so stupid. <laughs> so there are several ways to support the show. Tell your friends and family about us. Rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. And then if you visit the website, there are a couple other ways you can support us from the Support Us page. And then come back Thursday for Extra Sugar where we're going to talk about reunion stories. Better or worse than my birthday stories? Different. Different. Mm. How do you like that answer? Let's see. How do you like them apples? All right. Well, you know what that means, Nikki. What does it mean, Selena? It means we'll see you round the bend. Bye. Bye.